What's going on guys, my name is Elden Hero and welcome to my review for Spider-Man Homecoming because I went to see it last night and I felt like I had some stuff to say about it and I decided to make a video on it. Spider-Man Homecoming is the latest addition to the tediously named Marvel Cinematic Universe and the first to come from Sony. It's directed by John Watts who, to my shame, I haven't actually seen anything else he's directed although that's becoming more and more normal for blockbusters that they're directed by up-and-coming directors as opposed to household name. So I'm not a massive fan of Spider-Man or really any comic book character in general. That's to say like I will watch the movies but I'm not one to get torn up about deviations from the comics or unexpected shifts in plot lines or anything like that. So I don't really have like a sentimental inclination to want a Spider-Man movie to be exactly like the comics or to be exactly the way I think it should be. I'm an admirer of them, but sort of a, a passive observer who likes the style of movies that they happen to be in every now and then. I'm just not a huge comic book guy. Like, I'm a nerd, but not a super nerd. That's what I'm trying to say. This review won't contain any spoilers if that's a thing that you were uh, worried about. But basically, I went into this movie with standard expectations. I wasn't planning on judging it fairly or harshly because I just, I don't have any uh, pathological, like, tendency to do that. I'm just a guy who likes the Marvel movies and the direction that they're going in. This movie actually opens up with Michael Keaton's character and sets up his origins as the Vulture, who is the leading villain in this movie. I'm not too familiar with him in, like, um, in the canon of Spider-Man villains and things like that, so I don't want to ruin anything about what happens with his character, because I'm not sure if... I'm not sure how well known he is as a character, and if the character act that they used in this movie is the typical one or not, but... I really liked what they did with the character and I think the way it was portrayed by Michael Keaton was just really really good I think he was well suited to the role I think the villain himself just felt a little bit more complex than the average movie villain um, especially if you think about movie villains in say Iron Man 2 or uh, the villain in Civil War like they didn't really feel like they had that much depth to them whereas I feel like Michael Keaton did a really good job here. There's also a lot more depth to Peter Parker than I was expecting. I really enjoyed Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and I wasn't a huge fan of Andrew Garfield's, but I really like what Tom Holland did. I liked the Andrew Garfield movie, The Amazing Spider-Man, but I didn't think he was a believable Peter Parker. Like, I never felt once that he was believable as a shy kid who's a massive nerd, and I think he was just really reserved in the role. Like, I, I, I think it's hard for an adult to believably play a teenager, especially in a blockbuster movie. But Tom Holland brought this sort of level of energy. Like, his Peter Parker is really smart, as he should be, but he's also really loud and obnoxious. And it's easy to believe that his classmates would be annoyed by him or that they would find him, like, a person that they would like to avoid every now and then. It was also just interesting to see the trials and tribulations of high school Peter Parker going a little bit deeper than he likes Mary Jane and he gets bitten by a spider. This movie takes place after Uncle Ben's death and after the radioactive spider bite. So even though it's the third origin story of a Spider-Man to come in about 15 years, I think, on the big screen, this one does go in a different direction. We pick up after the events of Captain America's Civil War and Spider-Man's goal here is to be accepted as an Avenger. He wants to impress Tony Stark and he just really wants to be part of that huge uh, like superhero agency that they have in the MCU but Tony Stark doesn't really think he's ready and the whole movie is just him trying to prove that he is and along the way he makes mistakes and learns some lessons and um, he just has to fully mature and it's a really good ride I think. 
We get to see the humble beginnings of Spider-Man, helping people with directions and returning a lost bike to nobody in particular because he doesn't even know who lost it. There's a few little scenes like that and they really do show uh, the sort of how locally fixed Spider-Man is at the time. Like he's kind of an internet sensation, but even a little peek at one of the YouTube video clips that Peter's watching on his phone, it only has about 4,800 views and that's about it. It's believable that he's not a huge deal in this universe because Thor exists, Iron Man exists, the Incredible Hulk exists, etc. And Peter Parker is trying to carve out his own legacy in that, but he, he just wants to be part of that world. It's just really interesting to see him sitting in New York failing to find ongoing crimes because we never really get to see that angle in a Spider-Man movie before. We get to see Peter Parker attempt to balance his would-be superhero career with his academic career and just the stress that that can cause him. And that makes this movie sort of half coming-of-age movie, half superhero movie. And it never really feels like it completely veers one way or the other. Tony Stark's involvement in the movie is also pretty interesting because we know that he's always going to have Spider-Man's back. And that kind of removes a large portion of the danger element that we're used to in Spider-Man movies, right? Like usually in Spider-Man movies, he's sort of all alone um, and he's usually in great danger by the villains that he comes up against. But it also gives a nice glimpse into Peter Parker's evolution into Spider-Man. The fact that he has Iron Man helping him along the way definitely makes sense in this story. Also, just seeing Robert Downey Jr. on screen as Iron Man is always going to be amazing and I will never get bored of it. Aunt May being played by Marissa Tomei was actually a really interesting inclusion. And I'll be honest, when I saw that in Captain America Civil War, I thought, oh, she's way too young to be Aunt May. Like, I just had this instinctive resistance to it. But actually seeing it in the movie, it kind of makes sense. Like, we're used to seeing a much older Aunt May, but this works really well. Like, she kind of provides a sense of stability for Peter when it comes to matters relating to his school life. And she just has this cool ant vibe and it works well for the kind of movie that this is. The movie is called Spider-Man Homecoming and it uses the term friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in a much less ironic sense than the previous Spider-Man movies. Like I think previously uh, Tobey Maguire would be like, oh, you're friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And the joke there is that he rules the entire of New York City, whereas in this he's just a kind of a helpful guy like a neighborhood watch guy and it really does come true it feels more local and youthful than other spider-man movies and i just think that that rooted in an origin story makes far more sense and it's more enjoyable it's essentially a teen movie but i also think that that aspect uh, maybe makes the stakes a little bit lower but it makes it a really fresh take on the Spider-Man story. The only negative thing I actually have to say about the movie is that it can be a little bit slow in places and also, as I mentioned, the lower stakes because we know that Iron Man is always going to have his back and um, while Michael Keaton is great, he's not like a super um, like villain that's about to take over the world or anything like that. Um, I'm not sure that the pacing is necessarily a bad thing because I actually enjoyed the pacing of the movie itself. It's just I feel like maybe for older viewers of the uh, Marvel movies, like if, if you're looking for another Marvel blockbuster, like this is definitely one, but it might not be the one for you because it is a little bit different and it is a little bit more child-friendly in places. Um, I don't think, like, I... I cannot recall very many deaths in this movie and I don't want to spoil it too much but um, 
I, it's death is not like a major factor in the movie. I don't think uh, not like it is in previous Spider-Man movies. Like I think you can find instances of death playing a really important role in um, in the two previous Spider-Man franchises that have been brought along. Um, and that's not really the case in this movie. And again, that's just something that makes it fresher to me. Like I'm quite happy as a result of that. But I think other people might not be. I don't know. But I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to give it like a high 7, like on the side closest to 8. I'll call it a 7.7. I haven't figured out what my rating system is going to be going forward for any more reviews that I may or may not do, but we'll call this one a 7.7 out of 10. Um, if you guys went to see it, please do let me know what you thought of it, and let me know if you agree with my take on it. I've been El De Niro. Thanks for listening.